0: Welcome back to Early Childhood Innovation. Today we're sitting down with Colleen, Sam, and Olivia at Above and Beyond's Gate Paw Center. You're listening to the Early Learning Podcast brought to you by Story Park. If you want to get in touch, just send an email at media at storypark.com. You can also watch this interview on YouTube. You'll find this at youtube.com slash storyparktv. Yeah, just wondering if you can tell me a little bit about the community at the centre. So I think at the centre we have, you know,
1: a lot of different cultures and things like that. So we try and involve them as much as possible, mm-hmm. um, getting their views on everything and then, mm-hmm. you know, using it in our practice and now every day.
2: Right. Yeah. And we do want to be really respectful of the many cultures that we yeah. have in mm-hmm. here. Um, and we've found over the years that it tends to be quite a oral culture predominantly that we're working with. And so when we're engaging with parents, it's really important because often they will relate better with storytelling. So mm-hmm. we spend quite a lot of time interacting and talking with the families at this particular centre. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. it is a really mix of nations, isn't it? Like, it is. Yeah. From German <clears throat> to,
2: like we saw
1: down there, Tongan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's amazing
0: how How do you ask for their involvement with the different cultures?
1: I think it's just communication yeah. just having those open relationships and yeah mm-hmm. them being able to you know comfortable enough to approach us and mm-hmm. yeah talk about what's important to
0: them and yeah building trust yeah and what have you found is most successful in building the trust? I think the core is
2: relationships, yeah. Yeah. So it's time, it's investing time and having enough staff on, rostering enough staff that when parents come in, we have got someone to greet them and to talk to them and to just engage and begin that communication process and then develop it Mm -hmm. once they've established that. We want them to feel welcome here so that we try and incorporate the cultures one way or another, whether it's through the resources, whether it's through a variety of staff. You'll notice we have many Different ethnicities mm-hmm. um, on staff, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is really intentional.
3: Mm-hmm. When you have a parent event at Gate Park, it just goes off like every, every and like <laughs> nannies and granddad, are aunties. Aunties <laughs> oh, wonderful. Everybody comes and it's a real event, and so it shows that the centre's kind of made a spot in the community that
2: people feel like they can come to all those oh, things. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. Yeah. It's really yeah. cool, and I guess that's reflective of the cultures that we have here. Yeah. That. They don't come in isolation, it's not just mum or mum and dad. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Their whanau is. It's their is <laughs> involved
2: yeah. in, the, in the life of the tamariki, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. I think it's a real privilege to be across lots of communities in this um, Tungamawana region. Um, and each, each community has different strengths and different needs and what we want to be is responsive to the community that we're in. And so in some cases, it might be a lower socioeconomic community and their needs are very physical needs. Mum, mum's, I mean, this is really general, but mum's probably at home or quite likely that she's um, at home and available to the parents, but their needs might be more material things, um, just the basic food and clothing kind of things. And then in another one of our centres, the community community, might be a really busy and quite stressed community because mum and dad are trying to make ends meet and they're both at work and they've got, it's not material things they're lacking, but it's the time to invest in their children. And so we can respond to that in a different way by, I guess, one way that we can do that is to make sure that we do have the time that the parents wish they had but don't have to Mm -hmm. be sitting individually with children and reading them stories or um, just spending the time one-on-one with them or in small groups, um, and also to provide events outside of work time that would encourage parents to come in and to experience what we can offer in the centre with their children. So that might be we've had fathers' events, well, lots, but I mean, there's a fathers' events one that comes to mind where we set the centre up exactly as it would be during the day and the dads came in and spent a couple of hours from, I think it was from 5 or 530 just being with their children and seeing that side of it so you know, I think that's one of the keys of early childhood really is being really responsive aware of the community that you're in and being really responsive to it
0: can you tell me about some of the events that you do host
2: well we've had heaps yeah we do father's
3: day breakfast um, what else we had valentine's day breakfast we invited the community into our back playground and we had different performers on the stage over three nights over Christmas and we had a grandparents morning
0: morning tea for grandparents yes
2: I feel like there's always an event here it's just there's always
0: something yeah I saw the outdoor stage that you have can you
2: tell me about some of the events that have happened on the stage I guess that Christmas one was an obvious one when we had we opened the centre not just for one night but over a series of nights with different performers coming in and the children also participating in that. So it was kind of like a three-day concert. Yeah. We
3: had dancers, <laughs> right. do hip-hop hip-hop dances, do hip hop dances, ballet dances. <laughs> I can remember um, two musicians doing a little concert on that stage and we've got a photo of it and the kids are just sitting there like, mm-hmm. right at the front right. just absorbing it all.
0: And uh, it just looked awesome, yeah. So speaking of performing, can you tell me a little bit more about the welcome we received this morning?
1: Yeah, so we, that was just, you know, like every day they sing and do waiata and things like that. So that was just, yeah, to welcome you guys and make you guys feel included and mm-hmm. having the different cultures in there. And talk about the talking stick. Ah, oh, yeah. And so they have that stick that mm-hmm. each child held and that you have to be holding the stick to be able to corridor to talk. So they, yeah, that's why they passed it on. Mm-hmm. And yeah, at mat time, usually whoever's holding mat time, teacher, they will hold that's that right. stick and then, yeah, have a door before they mm-hmm. do the waita, mm-hmm. yeah. And then they pass that stick at mat time around yeah. the different children who want to contribute at mm-hmm. mat time. Yeah, and so they all understand that if they want to talk, they need a, you know, wait for the stick and Mm -hmm. you've
0: you've chatted a lot about how you've included the the different cultures can you maybe speak to some of the challenges of doing that and how you've been able to succeed
2: i think the big learning curve early on was that as i touched on earlier Mm -hmm. that it's a really oral tends to be really Mm -hmm. oral cultures that are Mm -hmm. here Mm -hmm. and they they tell the stories and that that's how traditions are passed on it's Mm -hmm. through the dialogue the communication orally and, you know, we wondered why at first they weren't engaging so much through the written documentation we were sending out mm-hmm. until we suddenly, it was like a light bulb moment, no, no, hold on, this is the way we do it, but mm-hmm. for them, the familiar way is to communicate and mm-hmm. to talk orally.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. I think they passed on a great job of becoming a part of the community, mm-hmm. it's not just there and... But it's actually, you know, people look out for us on the street, our neighbours take care of us at night, you know, if they hear any noises and things like that. So I think that um, people feel ownership and that they come and really feel like it's their centre mm-hmm.
2: rather than just our centre they're going to, mm-hmm. yeah. I think it was last year, this doesn't answer your question, it's That's sort of okay. sidetracking. It's okay. it's I think it was last year, um, we worked really closely with the local police and they would be running, so we opened the centre during the day and parents could come in, whānau could come in and talk to the police about issues that were happening mm-hmm. in the community.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And that was quite a significant time for us. Yeah. yeah. Um, because it I guess it made it a safe place for people to come and talk about their concerns yeah, like and a it was, place where they could feel like they could
3: come yeah. and that yeah.
2: was really successful initiative um, in terms of the challenges I guess you will have seen the, the variety of cultures, I think it's very easy to overlook some mm. you know you suddenly mm. look through the list and say hold on a minute, you know we've got somebody from Zimbabwe here or somebody from mm. South Africa and they don't I mean, it, obviously it's Pacific and Mori, but but it's much wider than that. Yeah. And those, I think that's a challenge that i found, yeah. is actually looking down the roles and looking at the different ethnicities and making sure that we were
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, acknowledging them yeah. and then catering for them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: And also that was the participation. You know, sometimes parents are going through things where they need support to be able to come to the centre or them through that so it's it's a privilege to be able to do that in the community. Thanks for sharing that perspective. (laughs)
0: No, that's great. With um with the holiday season upon us, how do you celebrate and incorporate all the different cultures in the center
2: around this special time? That's a really interesting question and one that we've had lots of dialogue around. Um, Christmas is a very significant time to me personally um, because of my faith and But I also realise the number of children that are here. I guess we also should, would it be appropriate to also say that, you know, there are other seasons that we acknowledge, for example, you know, Festival of the Lights for Diwali. I think so. So while we definitely do celebrate Christmas, there's also numerous other celebrations through the year that we acknowledge Matariki is big and we normally, that's an event normally parents are invited to, to bring Kai in and to celebrate Matariki with the children, there's the festival of lights for Diwali and the Chinese New Year. Christmas is one of many and so we just give room for that you know Mm -hmm. we give room for the for it to be about whatever it is that the that's important to the parents so we don't you know we don't focus hugely um, on the you know it's not about presents kind of thing although Actually, rewind that, because we actually do. <laughs> Authentic. Yeah. I think it's been respectful. You know, yeah. I think it's been respectful and and acknowledging that it isn't as significant to others within the centre as it is to me, mm. although, you know, for many it is a really mm-hmm. significant time. So we have our celebrations here, and we have a range of the Christmas songs that we celebrate that new zealand kiwi ones and the ones that you know celebrate jesus's birthday that mm-hmm. those are included in it um it's underlying message too
3: isn't it like it's actually about love and peace and all those yeah. kinds of things so mm-hmm. they're universal they don't have to be directed just around christmas but it's a great time where everyone's
0: got it in the forefront of their minds mm-hmm. to talk about that stuff yeah. mm-hmm. and um being from Canada, maybe I'm not familiar with some of the Kiwi Christmas <laughs> yeah. traditions. Summertime. Yeah. Summertime. yeah.
2: Summertime.
0: Which is yeah. opposite for me. I'm used yeah.
2: to white Christmases. Yeah. Yeah. I've always dreamed of a white Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, we we sponsor A Night Before Christmas, which is a, it's put on by Bethlehem Baptist Church in Bethlehem, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. suburb of Bethlehem mm-hmm. here. So we become part of that, and this year we're doing a um, Christmas Wonderland sort of Around the frozen concept mm. So we're bringing in five tonne, I think, is it? Yeah. five tonne of ice <laughs> to be part of that to support them and what they wow. And that's a really community event. It's known throughout Taronga with 30,000 or something people attending. Like it's really big. And so, yeah, we sponsor that, which is great privilege. So we've got the Above and Beyond Kids Zone in there with Bouncy Castles and yeah, the frozen castle and photos and whatnot. So that's going well, to be real Elsa,
0: dressed up as Elsa. <laughs>
3: I've got on camera now. It might be better. It's on camera. You can do it now.
0: To be determined. <laughs> <Yeah>. Elsa character. <laughs> yeah. Roles Elsa need to be, be filled. Be yeah. Be yeah. 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 went
3: winter Wonderland I went mm. to land in the
0: summer. And yeah. Right. So that's another way to maintain community across
2: the different sites? Um, We do recognise that Christmas is a really stressful time for many families and um, pressure particularly financial or um, just yeah whatever it can be a really stressful time Mm -hmm. and statistically in New Zealand the uh, child abuse increases hugely the um, suicide rate goes up at Well, we celebrate Christmas, we also recognise that time and we do what we can to support our families in that um, we do um, encourage families to bring in extra food and food parcels that we then pass on to the appropriate organisations or else to our families that we know haven't Mm -hmm. got what they need. And yeah, I think that's a really, really valid point that some families just don't have the financial resources Mm -hmm. to celebrate Christmas. And we want to be mindful of that while we're talking about presents and gifts and things. We've got um, that Dr Seuss quote that we put up what, um, at the Tepluna Centre that says, what if Christmas he thought doesn't come from a store? What if Christmas he thought is something much more? Mm-hmm. And I think that staff are mindful of that um, through that season.
0: So you find you get feedback from the families after these events? Yes, yeah. 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 And usually
3: attendance grows the- when they start their children in
0: the centre, they kind of just mum dare come, but then as they come to more things, they. Spirals. Everybody. Yeah. The community grows. More, yeah, it grows. Yeah. Yeah. Earlier, Colleen was mentioning how they really try and create a safe space for community members to come to the centres for support. The staff really do go above and beyond to maintain relationships with families and host community events. Now we're gonna hear a little bit more about how they maintain their community outreach.
3: We had a parent
0: that um, worked locally in the community
3: and he used to go and get bread from uh, a bakery or something like that and bring it. And it used to sit in our reception, so with um, paper bags and parents could take it as they left.
0: Mm, Yeah, it's a nice contribution. Mm. Yeah.
3: And that wasn't our initiative. That was just somewhere that he thought was a great place to
2: do it from. So, yeah. so the relationships that Sam mentioned earlier is really, really important because it means that we become into and in really integrated into their family life, and we can support them in ways that that are, you know, particularly for them. And if it's, for example, a family that's just moved over into New Zealand from another country, it might be they need support and friendship and mm. um, to even just to find out where different things are in the community, mm-hmm. so that need might be quite different from somebody else's. So. Mm. We just try and build those relationships and strengthen them.
3: We mm-hmm. did have a family that worked, had twins really prematurely and they were spending a lot of time in Hamilton hospitals and they got robbed while they were <laughs> over there. Oh so we were able to collect right. clothes, like baby clothes, mm. calling knitted, <laughs> um, we got food together and things like that. So it's just that kind of thing that when you're already stressed to the max, you know, something mm. like that happens and we can support them through it.
2: Yeah. And weren't those twins their seventh and eighth Children or something. Oh, yeah, like yeah, they had yeah. been family already.
3: <laughs> wow. Yeah. So it was, it was complications. So it was really they were travelling all the time over
2: the time. Yeah. Yeah. And then to get robbed while they were yeah. over there and the children lost all their toys. So that was awesome to be able to do that.
0: I that had a chance to learn about the inspiration behind the design and theme for this centre. Colleen also spoke a little bit more about her background in early childhood education and how it led to repurposing a neighborhood home into the first Above and Beyond Center. I I can't help but be curious about the Alice in Wonderland theme. Please tell me more about that.
2: The Alice in Wonderland, this was the first center as we talked about before. And it was running as a center before we kind of rebranded as Above and Beyond and brought in the Alice in Wonderland theme and we really did want a place of wonderment and exploration and you you would have seen walking through the different layers of exploration you suddenly notice, you know, the door handles don't match or the mm-hmm. door handles upside down mm-hmm. or whatever um, so that was what we created and at that time we also came to our kind of tagline of so we believe childhood should be should, a what? time of
3: fun and exploration Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: children should be encompassed in love and childhood is a time for mm-hmm. fun and exploration and so that's What sort of symbolic and everything's a little bit crazy and they're allowed to be we celebrate (laughs) that. we celebrate the craziness of the center and it is really a bit of a crazy center Mm -hmm. um the doors are really significant Mm -hmm. um and that you know again you would have noticed the little door which is obvious but the the mismatched doors and the handles on the doors and it was really intentional in terms of symbolic of you know we want Doors to be opened for the children to be able to be who they were yep. created mm-hmm. to be, or, you know, go the direction they want to go. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just quite symbolic, mm-hmm. and so that's why there's such an emphasis on the doors that don't match. And it was very undoing for the builders <laughs> 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 to be asking them to put in French doors that didn't yeah. match.
0: And you were mentioning it was difficult to place the the carpet as yeah, well <laughs> the,
2: the,
3: the cover layers weren't very happy with us I don't think because they have never done anything like that but how cool was the effect afterwards? yeah, yeah.
2: It. the centre and, did kind of evolve it started off um, I, I had centres previously and sold them and then went into lecturing in early childhood and just doing things still involved in early childhood um, but not directly in a centre and I missed it I missed the engagement of the families and the children and so when this house came up it was a 10 bedroom house I thought this is going to be awesome and you know it took it takes a long time I think it, I think it was a year before we got resource consent to, to turn it into a child centre it made so much good sense to me to have a centre bang in residential areas mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I remember being down at council and them saying no they should be in commercial and I go but their children their families they need to be in mm-hmm. the residential area and um, yeah so the process took a really long time um, then we established it as just a kind of a standard centre and I can't remember how long it was but several years later I thought no no we can do better than this um, and I had a friend that we worked with and um, looked at the design of it and she's crazy left brain um, and together I, I could have the ideas and the thoughts behind it, but she could bring put the put the wheels on it and mm-hmm. bring it into be a reality. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's when we just decided Alice in Wonderland that's got it's got so much depth of mm-hmm. what we believe about early childhood mm-hmm. and it encompassed you know there's lots of sort of theories and and um, philosophies around early childhood mm. um, so it encompassed some of those but it really came from a heart of of love for the children and giving them the opportunity to explore and to be creative and to
0: just love
2: the place that they're in
0: yeah and how it's grown from one center to a multi centre now.
2: I champion the team because truly it's.
0: And she's being
3: modest. Because <laughs> <laughs> it is.
0: It's like when we were talking before about
3: growth, it's like you can't grow unless you've also got the right people, but you've got that vision that mm-hmm. everybody believes in mm-hmm. and it's the for the right reasons. Gets behind the um, aligned vision. Like that's a good example removing the house when you didn't have to, using that extra money,
2: but Mm -hmm. to make it really the best place for children. Mm -hmm. I remember having a conversation with the bank manager back then and he could see no reason that I needed the money to to remove the house um, or to purchase the section firstly, but then to remove the house um, because it didn't increase our financial capability in any shape or form. We already were licensed for 50 children and we still license for 50 children um but look what it's given them that they didn't Mm -hmm. have before
0: uh thank you for the warm welcome and the shared tea and tour around the space been a pleasure thank you thank you you've been listening to the early learning podcast brought to you by story park don't forget if you'd like to get in touch email us at media at storypark.com